you all welcome to another episode of success secrets exposed where we have intimate conversations with today's thought leaders change makers and disruptors to bring you tools strategies and insightful perspective that help you with personal and business growth i'm sally a curtis a content repurposing whiz and we work with brilliant individuals to help them leverage their content to engage their audience through the power of visual graphics and brand assets. We're actually best known for turning books into two years worth of social media posts. We provide a done-for-you service that helps to amplify your impact so you stand out, so you deeply connect and your message is heard and you reach more people with ease. But more importantly, I have an incredibly exciting guest to share with you today. Stacey Wallace is going to be talking to us about peace and profits and how to run a highly profitable company without losing your peace which I'm super excited to, uh, to be sharing with you. Now, Stacey is a serial entrepreneur for over 30 years. She's a speaker, author of over eight books and four more to come this year, a leading expert in the area and field of business psychology, definitely growth optimization and life mastery. She's shared the stage with five US presidents and has helped multiple businesses businesses into the hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue and has grown sales teams into the hundreds of thousands. Her work revolves around three elements, purpose, peace and profits. And Stacey is an incredible living example of that. So without any further ado, please welcome to the stage uh, Stacey to join us today. Excellent. Well, thank you, Sally. This is going to be so much fun. I know that uh, you have uh, just done such a delightful job with this show and really causing it to flourish and grow in your passion mm. for really getting good content out into the marketplace is second to none. So Sally, thank you for having me. I look forward. We're going to have, uh, you, we, we talked early before we got on here, we're going to talk about the F words, but the first one, we're going to have some fun. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, just to, for those that do know me very well, and I know there's a couple of people in the audience that I can see there already, they're already laughing and rolling their eyes because they know that I like a good F word. Um, but I've, uh, And Stacey has lots of F words to share with you today, which are of different perspectives to some of mine. Um, but I would love uh, to start with, with uh, just before we get on to that um, juicy topic, can I ask you just to share a little bit more about your background as to how you got to where you are and um, why sure. you're here to, with this legacy? You know, it's funny. I was driving to the orthodontist with my daughter today mm -hmm. and we were talking about how your life evolves and yet how your personality can really be seen through everything you do. And you know, I grew up in uh, South Oak Cliff of Texas. For, so just to give you a little framework, they call that the hood today. <laughs> and so I've been a little scrapper my whole life. I was a tomboy, played basketball, black belt in karate. Mm. So I've been a competitor ever since I was a little, probably because I was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis when mm. I was a baby. And I had to fight for the, the oxygen. I had to fight for my lungs to work. And then miraculously, my parents were in ministry. I was healed miraculously. And I know a lot of people who have children who have suffered with cystic fibrosis. And I'm 53 years old. So back then, there were no healing therapies like we have today. But uh, So for the doctors to call it a notable miracle uh, was a pretty big deal because there wasn't the same treatments we have today. But that started a cycle, Sally, of mm. really extraordinary things happening 
through ordinary circumstances in my life, in sports, in basketball, in being able to play for the junior, be chosen for the junior Olympics, sing at the Olympics, opening and closing ceremonies, be on stage with five U.S. presidents, all those things you said, um, they sound really amazing. And they sound like I have to be 150 years old, but really they're the pattern and this is something that I think when we talk about business psychology or relational psychology, if you don't notice the patterns of where you came from, number one, you'll never uproot the ones that are destructive. And number two, you'll never be able to repeat the ones that are productive. And so I found early on what worked for me. And that was that competitive edge, that little sharkness that I have in my personality, mixed with a little bit of dolphin, which is the fun, e -e 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 -e, right? Yes. Being able to blend those two together to be, you know, on my one sheet that I send out in marketing, I'm 49% boss lady, which mm. is the shark side of me, mm. but I'm 51% missionary because mm. if it's not fun and if it's not helping people and if it's not getting results, I get distracted really quickly. So growing up in sports and growing up in a missionary family and traveling around into third world countries and dreaming of being Mother Teresa of the 90s, that was my dream. But uh, God gave me an ability to produce wealth. I was very young, uh, singing for Broadway off Broadway musicals. There was this ability that quickly early on, and everyone has it, just not everyone is surrounded by the scaffolding to identify it. I happen to have a mom and dad mm. that could say, you're good at singing. You're good at communicating. And so they would put me in the pathway mm. of putting the right people around me to cultivate what would create progress in my life. Mm. Unfortunately, today, with a lot of broken families, a lot of fatherless environments, a lot of people don't have that scaffolding to say, let's find what you're, we call it the sweet spot audit. Let's mm -hmm. find what you're good at. And then let's double down. Let's invest in the number one piece of real estate you will ever have, which is you incorporated. Yeah. yeah. And so early on my dad, and he's passed away for many years, but before he passed away, he was a communicator. He's the one who had a dream that one day I would share the stage with Zig Ziglar. He would talk about it. He'd say, baby, one day, one day. Well, one day did happen. Shared the stage with Zig for 12 years, mm. uh, on stage communicating in big stadiums and all around the United States. And uh, Zig wrote the forward on my first book. Mm. And so here's Here's what I'll say about my background. I, I, it sounds really amazing, but I think it's a little bit of divine connection of calling, purpose, knowing why God put you on the planet, and then mixing it with hard work that creates what we call the 1% method of micro progress. You don't have to be a superstar overnight, but you need to know what your sweet spot is so that you can have 1% micro progress every single day and eventually big things happen. Yeah, absolutely. I love I love that. Um, that that incremental progress is mm -hmm. the key to finding the habits. So for me and lots of people, as you've said, we don't have that infrastructure or that support around uh, around us. So for me, 
I knew I was good at stuff instinctively, but I actually mm -hmm. found what I was good at by doing a variety of different personality right. profiles. We could get into a whole conversation around, you know, the genius of what comes out of understanding who you are and how you operate. And it was one that um, was written a little bit differently at one point. It was a strengths finder that sort of said, you know, you're really strong at that. And I went, I actually am. But it was the first time that I'd had it written in an, in an articulate way that I could actually grasp it. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, uh, if, in my case, and when we talk to those people that haven't had the families etc around them with that you know that cheerleader that's led them down right. the path you actually have to look back retrospectively at, to be able to build the, the pathway forward mm -hmm. but I love that you've got such a support that the, the support mechanisms and the understanding of how to bring that support to people in the wherever they are right now so they can find that identify what they're really good at that sweet spot so then they can find those incremental daily micro improvements that just create such magic well you know Sally it's interesting because it really came so for 35 years, we've scaled really big companies in uh, corporate America, in telecom, healthcare, nutrition, uh, across the gamut, numerous industries. And we took one company, my brother started it with my husband in the game room of his house, and it became a, a, a wild success and, and had a market cap of $1.2 billion. Wow. When you scale companies from tiny little dream and idea in the game room. And you're thinking, oh, I wonder if this, and went through a lot of failures. In fact, the way that company started and the way it ended up, two totally different companies. Yeah. Uh, it's It has to start with an idea of what if. And when you start with something like, what if, what if I could, or, mm -hmm. or what if it was possible? And a what if becomes a I should. Uh, you know, I, I, sh I should one day, I should write that book. I, I should start that company. And, and unfortunately, a lot of people get caught right there in the I should, I should, and they just should all over themselves mm. until you get to an I must. And then you have a burning mm. passion, a burning intensity that this has to happen and a willingness to take risk mm. and to sacrifice. This is where most people fall off because if they didn't have what we call scaffolding, like if you're building a building, if you don't have proper scaffolding, it will never go up. You have to, especially the higher the skyscraper, the better the scaffolding has to be. Yeah. And scaffolding, because I had it, I had a mom that believed in me and spoken to me and that that constantly prayed for me. And when I would get so down on myself and I, I was nominated for new female vocalist of the year in country music. Well, it came to that point because I went through a lot of rejection singing and it not and not doing good. And people telling me that I, I didn't have a good voice and that my vocal cords were going to wear out. But my mom would stand there and say, OK, let's let's redefine how you're singing. Let's redefine how you're speaking. But don't give up. Don't give up. My dad, on the flip side, he was a business strategist. So while he was a missionary and a pastor, he was also very, very involved in giving to third world countries. And so he had a business mind that he would come around me and say, let's create a business plan. Let's create a mission statement. Let's." So I had those people in my life. When my husband and I, you know, where do you go when you've created nine figure or billion dollar success? Who do you call? for coaching? Who do you call for scaffolding? 
Who do you call to say, I'd like to run some, there's very few people, especially for us, you know, we're faith-based. So I want people that are in alignment with our core values. So we found that the market was empty. We found that there was a lot of self-proclaimed gurus telling people how to do it, but they had never built a nine-figure company. Telling people how to grow seven, eight, nine-figure coaching programs, but they had never done it themselves. That's when my husband and I said, it's time we step away from building companies and our legacy plan has to be building people. And Zig Ziglar always said it. Yes, that did. Yes. (laughs) Enough other people get what they want. Right. But the older you get, the more you realize that to be true. The best investment, if you want it to outlive your lifetime, is invest in helping people have the success that you've had. And so with 26 years marriage, kids that have grown up and now are entrepreneurs and love God and are pursuing generosity and philanthropy, being able to have multi-million dollar companies under our belt, we love what we do with our clients to help them identify their sweet spot mm-hmm. and then figure out how to get that message out to the world. Yeah, brilliant. So on that on that note, because we've touched on a couple of things there, we've touched on helping people. There's obviously some uh, significant common problems as, as as it relates to helping them create the mm-hmm. mindset and the steps to to get to that scale. So it's probably a good time to talk about your favourite F words and then tie it into um, the the university model that you've create, created as well, which is really the foundation of where we're heading next or where you're heading next uh, with this calling that you have. Okay, so the F words, Sally, that we use, and you can drop your F words if you want to, but we talk about seven F words of faith, family, finance, fitness, focus, freedom, and fun. And what we have found, Zig Zig talked for many years about the eight things that everybody wants in life. They want to be happy. They want to be healthy. They want to be reasonably prosperous. And I studied that for many years. And then obviously I'm living in a different generation than Mm. Zig passed away many years ago is we identified these by the seven afterwards. If we could create a university model that had Harvard-level business acumen based upon the knowledge and the partnerships that we have used to scale all these companies. We want it to be really strong in business acumen, but we also want it to cover the things that money can't buy. And Zig always said, money can buy you a house, but it can't buy you a home. It can buy you a bed, but it cannot buy you a good night's sleep. It can buy you a book, but it cannot buy you wisdom. And so we began to bring these two worlds of business acumen and value, core values, Mm. principles that money can't buy. And that's where the F words come from. Faith, family, finance, fitness, focus, freedom, fun. The focus is area of business, economic exchange, transaction, because we're very much about transformation. But in order to be able to function in today's world, you need to have an ability to produce wealth. You need to have an ability to have transactions. Otherwise, you will always be a borrower and not a lender. And we want to be the lender and not the borrower. So that requires some education, financial literacy and focus 
so that you can get the outcomes of also having generational wealth is which which is what you want to pass on yeah so i'm I'm just going to dig into the word focus because i i love focus i love daily Mm -hmm. habits um i you know when you see the patterns and you can work out what is working and what's not working you can find little those little things to focus on how do you go about i'm going to use the word how do you go about helping people improve their focus because mm-hmm. in a lot of cases out in the world focus is something that people really really struggle with yeah well we do uh we have something called the accelerate um it's an accelerator but it's the accelerate course and it is a six-day course it's one of the course we have 12 courses of study mm-hmm. It's one of the courses of study and the the process, and I'd love to share it for people that are just listening Mm. for free, because hopefully they can apply it, is one of the things we do right out of the gate is we identify what is ground zero for you. And if you don't know what got you here, you'll Mm. never know how to rethink, reboot, recalibrate, or even reinvent yourself to get there. Mm. So we do something called a reverse engineering timeline. And that's where we uh, have a very beautiful incubation system where we have you go back. Now, for a lot of people who have had trauma, PTSD, um, we we work, we have a nonprofit organization called EM Women, and we work with a lot of people, women and girls who have been trafficked and abused and gone through molestation. And so sometimes people say, you better be very careful taking people back. back. But you never want to go back as look in the rearview mirror and belabor your history. Mm. But what you do want to do is use history to be able to leave clues for destiny. And so if you think about this, history, uh, I went through divorce when I was 21 years old. I went through abuse. I've had, I have a really interesting story. I have women around us that have been homeless and they've been molested, gals that have been beaten into a coma with a candlestick or have been trafficked for years and years and years, been on meth and thank God have come off. But And men who have gone through incredible PTSD, all of that is history and Mm. if you let it define you Mm. it will hold you in the rearview mirror and as we know anybody that drives in the rearview mirror you're never going to move forward what we try to do in that whole course is take you from history which is information Mm. my childhood how many awards i won the fact that i was with five u.s presidents zig zig all that is it means nothing it's 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 just information and a lot of people with ego or narcissism, they live in that season because mm-hmm. they want people to know them based on their accolades. Mm-hmm. And so they seek to be understood. Mm-hmm. And we teach something, seek to understand, and. not be understood. So information is your history. When you can have the triggers released in your life to move you from information, history, mm-hmm. to transformation, mm-hmm. Move into a different season where transformation is now. Okay, let's unpack all this. Why was I raped? Why was I brute? Why? Why did God let me survive uh, being abused and and going through that trauma? Not why me, but why me? God, is there something to this that could be used that could that could help other people? You go through transformation, but here's the part where it gets real exciting. It is not just for information. That's your history transformation which is your current reality then you move into duplication the duplication (laughs) part is where 
I've got to use this story to help somebody. Mm. If it just is about me getting healthy, I could stay in, I'm getting more therapy. I need Stacy to give me more business psychology or, or relational psychology. And I don't have patience for that. Mm. I'm a shark. So I'm going to be like, child, we've been talking about this same thing. You need to pull up your big girl panties. Let's go use your life to change somebody else's. Yes, Let's figure out a way to move you from transformation to duplication. And then here's the best one, monetization. Yeah. If you can learn how to duplicate your achievements, duplicate your transformation into others, now you can create a monetization system, whether it's, you know, I learned how to build my own first house and, and then that first house became a second house. But then I began to realize that I could build houses for other people. And the next thing you know, I'm going to sell my first house. It's the same process, whether it's coaching, selling tiny homes, whether it's selling nutritionals, it starts with your story. And the goal is God wants to bless you. And whether people believe in God or not, they believe in something, whether it's the universe or, or whether it's, it's energy, you are on this planet because you are made up of energy to bring energy, not to suck the life out of the people that are around you. And if you are still in the suck zone, <laughs> which negative it life sucks zone, yes. your best days start right now. Mm. You don't give up. Don't give in when you have a setback. Don't take a step back, but get ready for your comeback. Because sometimes the setback is a setup yeah. for you to rethink, reboot, recalibrate, or even reinvent your life so that you can become the source of duplication for others. Yeah. So that's so, so that's just so powerful. Thank you. I'm sort of getting a bit choked up about that. Oh, thank you. Um, I really, with with that, um, the duplication and the monetization. That's clearly now, without without doubt, why you're here on the planet as it mm -hmm. relates to leaving a legacy, because mm -hmm. this you're very much now in that massive duplication of mm -hmm. others as it relates to the legacy. So you've done your the process as it relates to the monetization. Mm -hmm. You're now in. I'm going to just call it that massive, 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 massive duplication to leave the mm -hmm. legacy um, for the rest of the world. So can you talk us through what that legacy, uh, I suppose, what that legacy is going to be, what it looks like as far as mm -hmm. the framework goes to, as the, the university and what your aspirational vision for the world is for that, please? Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, we started uh, when in 2017, I had a dream. And in, in this dream, uh, I believed it to be the voice of God, but just asked me, would you give up everything? And at that time, I was making more money than I'd ever made before. I'd already semi-retired my husband from the healthcare industry. He was a COO for a healthcare company. And uh, we were doing great financially. And I had this dream uh, that reminded me a lot of a scripture that was about a rich young ruler worth a lot of money. And the master asked him or Jesus asked him, would you give it all away? And he went away sad because he was very wealthy. When I had that dream, I felt like there was something money wasn't teaching me. I had, I mean, I was one of those people that on social media, you know, I'd do a video and thousands of people would watch and we were in Africa and we were all over the world. You know, the, the typical, oh, that's the kind of life I want to live. But inside of me, mm. despite 
all the good that we were doing, even with our philanthropy, mm. something was missing. Mm. When I woke up that day, I went into my office and I felt like God was calling me or somebody could say the universe was calling me to something more than making money. I'd already proven that I could do that. I'd already proven multiple companies, multiple comp plans that I could produce wealth. And I know a lot of people listening right now may say, well, I, I've never been in that part. Well, let me just tell you from somebody who has money only makes you more of what you are. Yeah. And money does not make you happy. Being in alignment with your divine purpose and putting your talent to effort in your divine purpose. That's where peace and profits, profits come from. Come from. Make money, 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 and still not have peace. Mm. And so we ended up, the, the dream said, will you say yes? Would you walk away? Would you say yes? Would you give up your life? And so I, my husband got up that morning and I said, baby, I, I had a dream that God was asking me to walk away from the company and to not work anymore and to give all our money away. Mm. And he didn't bat an eye. Mm. He said, okay, what does that mean? I said, I really don't know. And I said, but I feel like from today forward, I'm not supposed to pick up the phone or answer the phone until he releases me back into that. Mm. So a month later, so I ended up, I'd get up every morning. I'd go to my office. I would meditate. I would just basically say, good morning, God, what would you have of me? Mm. And I would just sit and wait to, for something to drop in my heart yeah. that would say, like, go to Walmart and go to aisle 13 and wait for the person that's I would just wait for something. And a month later, he woke up and said, you're not going to believe this. And he wasn't a dreamer. He wasn't one that had dreams at night. He said, I had a dream and I think I'm supposed to do the same thing. And he said, and I think we're supposed to give away all of our money. So together in harmony, we mm. did that. Two and a half years, we gave away everything. We went nine months without a vehicle to see what it would be like to be totally dependent mm -hmm. on other people, totally dependent on faith that somehow God would provide. In that season, Sally, everything changed for us. We went from pursuing money to working. The way you give away your money is you find poor people. We found, we, we did a, a, an event for 10,000 homeless people and we worked with other companies and organizations and fed 10,000 people at Christmas and did Christmas presents and, and sleeping bags and boots. And I mean, it was just extravagant. And then we continue to fund M women and reach out. And so for two and a half years, we kept hearing, don't take any money, don't take any salary. And I'll tell you, it was the hardest two and a half years of our lives. Because my, my mind, my ego needed a title. Yeah. It needed worth through achievement. And when I didn't have that, I would go fetal going, oh my goodness, am I, am I causing my family? When my kids were like 16 and 17 years old, mm -hmm. mom, I, I, I need to go to school. We don't have a car. Mom, I, mom, dad, I need to go to the store. We're going to have to find somebody to take you. Knowing at any given time, I could go back and take a sweet, sweet position in a company. Mm, mm, mm. What it did even for my kids is I like, Chad, you got to get a job and you need to find a job close by so that you can walk to that job. Mm. Our, our life by choice, not by circumstance, our life by choice drastically changed. In those two and a half years, Sally, we became more kind. We became more humble. 
we became more sensitive to the needs of people that when you're busy and you're wealthy and you're just trying to grind out money, 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 more, 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 you don't see it. You don't smell the same smells when you're hanging out with everybody that's got the latest Gucci perfume as when you're hanging out with people who have nothing. Mm. And God changed my life mm. in that season. In that same season, I had a dream that something was going to happen in 2020. Didn't know what it was going to be. I felt it was going to be an earthquake. And so we ended up selling our house. We had already didn't have a car. And in that season, we ended up getting, when we sold the house, we got an RV. January 1 of 2020, we didn't know it. But that whole time, God was preparing us to get in that RV when everyone else is in COVID lockdowns Mm -hmm. and having to wear masks. We were in the mountains. We were in streams. We were fishing. We had the best year of our lives mm. in 2020. And I believe it's because we unplugged from the system and we were in this, what I would I say, economic system of heaven on earth, of being able to operate in a different consciousness than what we call it 39th floor and below consciousness versus 40th floor and above. And it goes on. a. I know we don't have time probably for the story and the, the, yeah. the dream, but it's basically being in the consciousness of heaven on earth, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness. And when people were in stress and anxiety and fear, which is 39th floor and below, we were able to live in this place, not in fear, not afraid of COVID, not afraid of what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Not afraid of, we were already broke. We had already given away everything. So not having a job didn't scare us anymore. And what we found was there is a currency that's better than gold. There's a currency that's better than the the euro. It's better than the dollar. And the currency of the kingdom is what we call love, joy, peace. When you have a transaction with somebody that is truly has the motive of love, I can't explain it, but somehow, some way, Heaven on earth happens for you and you get the things that you need. Yeah. It's not a lottery system, but it is a currency. Yeah. I was going to ask you, but I think I've, I think I've got the answer to this. So uh, when we, when you first started with that story, your, your word, if I pick up on a word was achievement, you know, that was the driver was achievement. Um, Am I right in saying that you actually came? So yes, it went to change from, you know, achievement to consciousness and that consciousness was then Mm -hmm. that currency of the, of the kingdom, that, that, that shift. It was an addiction, Sally. Let me let me just really be very clear. I had an addiction to achievement. Yeah. Because I had scaffolding that yeah. taught me I could do anything. Yeah. I had an addiction, and I call it approval addiction. Mm. And so it was a performance mentality that if I wasn't performing and I wasn't winning, I wasn't good enough. Yeah. And so many people, I mean, we have a society that has built us to be addicted to performance, addicted to money, addicted to the culture of achievement, mm. that when we're not go, 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 it's it's almost like being a BMX a racer, yeah. a skydiver. Yeah. You get addicted to the adrenaline, the dopamine, the serotonin of winning that when you're just in the place where you're supposed to be at peace, you're not at peace because you need the next high. Yeah. You need the next win. That two and a half years broke me, mm. literally broke me of titles, 
achievement. I, I'm still a goal setter. I still believe in saying things and, and allowing God to manifest things in my life through intention and, and strategic focus. Mm-hmm. But I am so at peace. And this is what we teach people in our university model is how to have peace and profits. Cause there's a lot of people yes. who are like, oh, I'm not, not going to work <laughs> sitting around in a kumbaya session, mm-hmm. but they're broker than broke and they have no world impact. There's a way to do both. There's a way that if you can separate from ego, Mm. you can have peace and profits. And that's really what the pursuit of my life is. And when you said, what does that legacy look like? I believe however much time I'm given on this planet, I have distinct vision for our 62 acres and the ropes courses and the zip lines and the lodge we're getting ready to build and the transitional living we do for the women and girls that we rescue. I have very distinct physical, what I'll call vision of form and matter. Like when mm-hmm. Walt Disney mm-hmm. looked at Disney world, he saw it, saw it. Yeah. Saw the vision. Yeah. but beyond that, the, the transcendent vision is that in my lifetime, I want to duplicate this understanding mm. of heaven on earth. You know, I, I believe that, um, there, there the story of Jesus and, and he, they, his disciples said, teach us how to pray. And what he said was, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. There was honor. Jesus was a man that knew how to honor kingdom. He said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, which says to me, there's something beyond our current intellect. Yeah. There's a consciousness bigger than su- subconscious, bigger than consciousness. I think there's a super consciousness mm. that when we have that, we're able to download, like you and I were talking Took before, we can, yeah. we can go into flow because mm. we know we're tapping into something bigger than ourselves mm. and we're able to download that. And the goal is not for it to get to us so that we can sell books. Mm. The goal mm. is that it gets to us so that we can duplicate it to people so mm. that if we go, that it stays. Yes. And the du- and the ripple effect continues. Yeah, it's delivered through us. Yes. Us. Yeah. So good. Yeah, we give me goosebumps. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, so for, on that note, I've just popped across the the ticker across the um the ticker that you've got uh, fueled mm-hmm. by fire, and you can tell that there's fuel and there's fire in this conversation and this passion and this uh, and this visionary. Uh, legacy leaving quest that Stacy is absolutely on. So if you want to get a little bit of a taster as to what that looks like, um, you can uh, download the first chapter of one of Stacy's best-selling books, which is the Fueled Fueled by Fire. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about that book, just as we mm-hmm. sort of start to wind things um, in, because this conversation could go on for another hour without doubt. <laughs> um, and then perhaps tell uh, people a little bit more as to how they can get in contact with you and find out more about the university. And that duplication model and how they can uh, find their space to then mm-hmm. duplicate themselves to deliver what they're wanting to deliver to the world that's being uh, delivered through them as well. Well, what I'd love to do, Sally, for your listeners, it, we have coming up uh, here in just about two weeks, we have one of our free five-day mm-hmm. courses. It's a mastery course. It's called the Legacy Wealth Mastery Course where I teach some very, very important, one of the things, we're a very high ticket program. Mm -hmm. And I know that not everybody's going to be able to afford our university model because we do combine 
both this Harvard level business acumen with uh, being able to operate in those seven F words where you have peace and balance and profits. So what I like to do is go into the marketplace as often as I can, and I do it quite often, and give some of our best content in five days so that whether somebody can ever, you know, most of these are all about sell, 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 whether somebody ever is able to be a part of our university, if they can at least do these five days, it'll help them make the critical distinctions that they need to make to get themselves on track. And that's the key. You said it a minute ago. It was brilliant. So many people have a hard time focusing. Mm. And and whether you're, we have folks that are 18 years old in our program and people who are 70 years old yeah. in our program because the younger version is wanting to do it without making the mistakes of their parents. Correct. And so we've got 22, 23 year olds building eight figure companies, $15 million companies on the principles that we're teaching so that they're not going to have to go through the same cycle mm. of stress and divorce and the things that a lot of our generation went through. Mm. Um, the others are going through it because they're looking for the exit strategy. How do I get out of what I'm doing into what I'd really like to be doing with my life? We're doing that. If somebody goes to fbfchallenge.com, you can get registered for those free five days. And what I would like to do is if somebody's coming off your show, when they register, uh, they will automatically be given an advocate. So we hire advocates to be like an accountability coach for an entire week with you to ask you questions, to get to give you some business psychology so that you can get on track in those five days, apply what you hear, mm -hmm. not just attend another free workshop, but apply it. If they will say uh, Sally's show yeah. uh, or just let them know that they came through your show, we've got some very important free uh, gifts that we'd like to give them based upon them coming here. And then I'll let you know, Sally, who showed up. Yeah. I'll let you know who came through your show. Yeah. Uh, but the beautiful part about those five days, it aligns with the book. Mm. The book is by fire. I've written a lot, self-published a lot of books, best-selling books. This one came because a publisher uh, knew that I was operating in this interesting, what I would call epicenter between faith-based living and corporate high profits. And very yeah. seldom do those collide. It's yeah. usually one or the other. And they asked me to write a book specifically for women. And when they asked it, I was 64% male following. So oh, I was like, wow. why do you want me to write a book just for women? And they said, because we're coming into a season mm already forecasted that women in leadership is going to come. And of course, this was 2020. Yes. And we've yes. seen that in the last yes. number of years. So that's why I wrote the book. I didn't like the name of it. I told him I don't want the name because there was a rock band that it was like a heavy metal acid rock band. I was like, why would we want to use that? They said, because it says what you are. You're fueled mm. by fire. So when we decided to do that, my husband said, well, then let's trademark it in case God wants to do something else with it. And with here it. we are today with Fueled by Fire is our company. It's our university model. It's got all of our curriculums in it. And uh, it's our it's our online courses. It's our We have mastery, mastermind, platinum programs, mm. all because of Fueled by Fire, the book. So when people go and download that free uh, copy, they're going to be able to see what, what it's all about. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you very much. And I'll, I just want to uh, make sure I've written that down correctly so we can get it cor correct. So it's fbfchallenge.com. 
Yeah. FBS Fuel by Fire. By fire. FBSChallenge.com. Yep. That, yeah. makes, that makes it easier. That dawned on me as the minute I actually said that, so that's brilliant. <laughs> um, that's great for the uh, audience to be able to take advantage of that. You're obvious, you and I are obviously, I, I refer to it as being tarred with the bossy brush. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, but but that the but but the bossiness is uh, is actually passion shining through is what I, I usually say yes. to clients because they go oh no here she goes we're going to get a Sally nag. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, I always say we're writing a book right now about personality profiles and types, mm. and for years we've done them. I'm a big believer, sure. and if you know who you're talking, I always say who 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 are you talking to, and when you know somebody based on that natural nature that yeah. has evolved over time. Uh, I am a shark dolphin. So I got a little brass in me. I got a little bite in me, but that yeah. was, that's what makes me a good businesswoman. Yeah. But I got a little bit of in me as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that too. Um, just a complete side note. When you did that, uh, my spirit animal for one of a one of an explanation yeah. is a ferret, and they make a very similar noise. Oh. To the dolphin. <laughs> I'll have to look that up. Look up yeah. ferret and what its profile would be. <laughs> yeah, and they dance around and they do a little bit of a war dance when they've you know when they've achieved something or teased something or frightened some at something. So they've you know oh, they've got God. that. They're very joyous, uh, joyous and naughty. So yeah, there's okay. a. Oh, Good, joyous and naughty. I like that. Yes. I to my profile. I'm a little bit joyous and naughty. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I can't do an accent, but that's good. I'd like to hear you do a southern accent. Um, we'll have to trade that out sometime. Yeah, we'll have to have to look at that. So <laughs> I'm going to ask you one um, more word that we haven't actually touched on. I'm just looking at my notes. Um, you talk about what it means to boom, and I'm wondering what that is, and I'm wondering if that's a nice way to close out. Uh, Absolutely. Today. Well, boom is interesting because uh, I've been saying it for years, uh, really back even when I was younger, I was in network marketing hmm. at 18 years old. I sold water filters. Yep. It was my first big sales experience, and I ended up being the youngest national marketing director in a billion-dollar company. And back then, I, I always said, break out of mediocrity, break out of mediocrity. And I would say that to my team, you know, come, you got to break out of mediocrity. Well, when Wonder Woman, the movie came out a number of years ago, I woke up with a dream and clearly I have a lot of dreams. I woke up with a dream and what was going through my dream was like this neon sign and it said, uh, sonic boom, sonic boom. Mm. So I got up and I studied the sonic boom and there's this whole story around it, but I ended up doing a program around it and about what it means. You know, when you see wonder woman and she puts her hands up like yeah. this and it goes, yeah. what it does is it breaks <laughs> through the noise. Yeah. And that's what it means to boom is to break out of mediocrity. It's like the, the breaking of the sound barrier. If it wasn't for pressure, there would be no boom. Most mm. people are trying to avoid pressure. Pressure is your friend. Brain. But you've yeah. got to learn how to break through it with the right intensity so that you can get the boom. Yeah, versus bouncing it, bouncing off of it and ending up back right. or further behind where you, where you were before. So beautiful. Uh, yeah, beautiful. I love that. And I, I uh, yeah, the boom has got me. I've got a friend that always goes, yes, and boom, take that. Well, and you got it. You know, like I told you earlier that I'm from the hood. So yeah. you got it. I'm a, I'm obviously a white girl, older looking version of Barbie, 
but you got to get a little bit of crump in there and you got to go boom, right? Yeah. So when we do it on stage, I go, everybody say boom. And you know, most people do it like boom. And I, yeah. I don't want them to get away with that. I want to hear that place rock. I want to hear it yell because that's exactly what it takes to break through the pressure. Yeah. You can't go small at your big goals. You got to play big. Your playing small will not change the world. I'm so talking to somebody right now. Mm -hmm. Your playing small will not change the world. Your playing shy is actually a form of ego mm -hmm. because you care more about what people think about you or you care more about failing than you do about changing the world. When you boom, you break out of all of that and then you're able to align with the divine and really become something great in the world. Yeah. So I'm going to come back to the um as a, a way of winding it up we're going to come back to the the fight the the uh the f's yes. which i'll get you to repeat um is focus family finance fun i've got in there and i've missed one okay faith, faith. family finance fitness focus freedom and fun fun and through that, that enables people to find their element, find their focus, mm -hmm. find their thing that they were put on the planet here for yes. to create those ripple effects, which do go out into the world and does make a difference. One person, two person, three person and continues to duplicate. And I love that we've talked about the ability as individuals with our wisdom, with our insights to be able to share and duplicate that knowledge out to the world to make this world a better place through us because of us and because of everybody else that we've touched or enlightened or ignited. Mm -hmm. um, so thank you so much for sharing so much with us uh, today Stacey an absolute uh, privilege and pleasure to listen to all of your stories and uh, extract some of that wisdom in closing do you have any final message as inspiration or as a bossy bossy thing that you would like to share with the audience as we close out final thing warriors don't retreat they reload yeah so reload and get back into what you know you're on this planet to do because warriors don't retreat, they reload. Brilliant. Thank you very, very much. It's been an absolute pleasure, as I said. Um, for those um, that are, want um, those web addresses again, we've got going across the screen, the Fueled by Fire, mm -hmm. which you can pick up at uh, www.stacywallace.com, which will give you the first chapter to her book, Fueled by Fire. And for those that are keen in making an impact for themselves, starting with themselves and then getting that rippling out to the, the world, we've got the fbfchallenge.com that you can look at uh, to take advantage of a five-day um, challenge to make a difference in your life so you can make a difference in others. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sally. It's been great. Been an absolute pleasure. Enjoy your day, everyone, and we look forward to seeing you on another episode of Success Secrets Exposed next week. Thank you. Till then, bye-bye. Peace out.